0: all right welcome to episode 12 of quarantine chronicles i am your host kevin go well i i almost gave my last name that's that would have been the first time i ever <laughs> do that by accident are you is that a uh, privacy
1: violation of your own privacy that you yourself violated? no
0: no because i'm pretty <laughs> sure if anybody sees my username they can easily figure out what my uh <laughs> What my last name is. Also, spoiler Uh, alert, our full names are on ramnetow.com. So. What? (laughs) Yeah. So, so,
1: so there's that that. too. Sure, you did. It's what got us into, it's what got us into events. (laughs) The bylines. Wow.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, to my virtual left, I got Jason. Hi. To my virtual right, we got Angel. So. And we're going to talk about all the things that we've seen, heard, viewed. Wait, no, seen and viewed. It's the exact same thing. Tasted? What else is there? Anyone taste anything? Anybody taste anything new these last two weeks? Uh, I had
2: some pretty good
0: lamb kebabs yesterday, but
1: they weren't new. They were just good.
2: Oh, fancy. Yeah.
0: I had some some really good sushi on Wednesday from Wakano that got delivered. That's an amazing name for a sushi place. (laughs) Wakano? Yeah, it's pretty good. (laughs) Might have it again today. Uh, It was that good. That good, huh? Wow. Mm -hmm. You had it yesterday. Angel?
2: No, Wednesday. Uh, I had some chili cheese fries from Next Burger and EXX. They're pretty good. They're very good, actually. The cheese is
0: really tasty. I had the regular burgers from that place, and I wasn't that impressed. But their uh, their fountain, their soda fountains, pretty neat. Cause uh, it's <laughs> okay. all. Well, hold on, hold on. It's it's not just like regular. I think it's like their own, uh, house made soda. Okay, that's so, kind of cool. Yeah, they had like a black cherry soda that that was pretty pretty good, pretty delicious.
1: I'm into this trend of like a lot of like trying to be gourmet burger places or fancier places are doing like artisan sodas. Well, I guess, well, like I said, the burgers weren't that weren't that great. But I mean, like they're, they're trying Cheesecake to like be. That? A, they, oh yeah, that's true. They do now. But yeah, this whole artisan soda trend is kind of kind of neat. <laughs> for lack of better. Yeah, it,
2: word. Ma- it makes vanilla soda more readily available. Which is an on you. Yeah, because every time I see these like artisan soda dispensers, there's always that vanilla So, That's awesome. Vanilla yeah. soda or cream soda? Um sometimes they they call it um sometimes it's vanilla, sometimes it's cream soda, but it's the same thing.
0: I love cream soda, but man, it has
2: so much sugar in it. Yeah, so it makes it so good but so dangerous.
0: Oh, you know what? I drank um I tried Coke Zero for the first time. It's not does bad. It, does it taste like Coke? They claim it does. I feel like it doesn't. It tastes it tastes closer to Coke than Diet Coke does. I don't no, think Diet man, Coke tries to love taste like Coke. The taste of Diet Coke.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't think Diet Coke ever was trying to be Coke, which is what's kind of funny. It was always like, oh, I'm just my own thing. Well, that's but what makes be a, a worse Coke. version yeah, yeah. of it. What? No, I think it's supposed to just be its own flavor. No, like a worse yeah, version. I of. think. Oh yeah, it yeah it is. It tastes like flatter to me, which doesn't make sense because flat's not a taste, but you know what I mean. I hope. <laughs> yeah, I do. You sound so disappointed that you understood what I was saying. <laughs> like, oh, I do get what Jason's saying. Darn. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. Well, uh that's the the starting mantra that we usually start off with. with <laughs> well, check episodes. that box. <laughs> we've we've got. We've, yeah, we've got. We got a checklist here. Time stamps. We have those in the blog post. If you're. How how many people do you do you actually see it, the amount of people that look at the blog post?
1: Um not of people numbers? look at the blog post. The majority of people tend to stream this to their favorite podcasting app of which on app of which we're on all of. But there are Olive. all the podcasting apps. We're everywhere. You
0: can't not
1: escape us. Or you can't escape us. You,
0: yeah. Oh, anyway, uh, the timestamps <laughs> are in the episode descriptions now, right? They are. They have yes. If if you're podcasting well, on Spotify, because I think you're, you you yes. finally added them to Spotify. If you no well, if matters. your podcasting app supports
1: the longer show notes, they're there. They've always been available. It's just if the app supports it, yeah. Hmm. Hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. <laughs> what do you, what do you use? What do you use? Podcasts? Uh, oh, Jason, do you use them? Do you just use the regular podcast app on your iPhone? I use a mix of the regular podcast app, and the ones I listen to, I tend to end up on
1: their website randomly, because I'll be doing it on my work computer while working.
0: Speaking of iPhone, see what I did there? Wow. Smooth. Uh, (laughs) iPhone 12 got revealed. um, That that
1: was was pretty good. You clearly learned from uh, the master
0: transitions. It felt gross. I feel disgusting.
1: And now you know how I feel every day for the last nine years.
0: (laughs) I feel shit. I feel like I brought... Shame upon your family. Disgrace. Yeah, and shame upon my family. I have grown numb to those feelings at year two of this show. <laughs> yeah, so uh iPhone twelve got announced. Yeah. Did you watch the reveal or just uh you yeah, I watched I, I usually end up for these uh Apple events or any of these events, Google events, Amazon events, mm-hmm. I usually end up watching the Verge recap videos. Mm-hmm. Because I'm sure watching the entire thing would have bored me to death.
1: I, I have to say though, if you watch the entire thing, one of the things you would have, uh, well, Angel, did you watch it at all?
0: Watch what? The reveal?
1: The, oh, yeah, the Apple, the, the oh, iPhone no. event. Oh. Well, no, if you guys watched no. it, you would have actually seen that Apple gets really crazy. They have a lot of fun with their transitions.
2: I saw the trailer. Like, the transitions
1: the from, never mind the phone, like the transitions back and forth between different people talking were kind of fun. And always are like they did like crazy drone shots in the last one. This one they did these weird things where they like spin around like the HomePod Mini, and then like suddenly there's an executive talking in a tiny room, and they'll zoom in on the room, and now it's full screen. It's like whoever their editor is has a lot of fun with it. Is what I'm saying. And that's what got you. <laughs> that's what sold me on a thousand dollar phone. No, uh that's not what got me. But it was, it was, you know, it makes it kind of part slick. of it. Wow. <laughs> no, not part of it. Yes, I'm trying to make sure that that dude gets a raise by throwing money Apple's way. Yes.
0: So we're not gonna talk about it, but the home the new HomePod was also announced, which mm-hmm. I might buy. Yeah, I, that's the one I was more immediately like, maybe about. I thought the pods
2: yeah. had no purpose. The so HomePod,
0: well, what do you mean? It's just, it's just a smart speaker. It's a oh no no, no 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 smart speaker.
2: No, like I I know what it is, but it always felt like it was a product that I don't know. Like everyone already has something that are, that does something similar at their house, so it just never really seemed worth getting. So the different- there was like a better version.
1: I think the difference is if you're in the Apple ecosystem or not. Like in the sense of, I have an elect, I don't want to say it because it's going to set her off, but she's sitting right there. But I have Amazon's Echo over there. And um you know, I can say like turn on the lights or look something up, but like if I want to say a reminder, if I want to like message someone, if I want to do whatever, it doesn't hook into my stuff. It's like a separate thing. So I think for $350, the original HomePod didn't makes sense if you want to just be able to like hook into your ecosystem. But for like 99 bucks, if the speaker quality is good, like I kind of see where Kevin's coming from. It, it's not crazy at that point.
0: Yeah. Um, I've had two Google Home minis. The first one broke on me. I had to throw it away and I got another one for free. Well, both of them have actually been for free, but like I, I never use them ever. It, it's, I think I had it connected and within a day I disconnected it just because I was like, mm, I need an, another free outlet. Mm-hmm. I definitely am not going to use this thing, so let me just disconnect it. And it's in a drawer somewhere.
1: Frankly, I only use mine to turn the lights on because <laughs> I have smart lights in the room with it. So that's like the only thing I do with it,
0: really. For what, the uh, the Google? No,
1: for uh, Alexa. I'm trying not to say it so it doesn't set it off. Yeah, for for my Amazon Echo that I got for free from Mr. Robot randomly.
0: Right. Well, yeah. um, what makes this different? Well, like I said, I'm an iPhone user, so I, it's going to hook into like all my alarms and stuff like that. My what? my messages. That's it. Oh, I guess.
1: Well, it's like if you want a decent little music speaker that also hooks into your stuff, that's kind of the appeal, I guess. Although it is fine because everything they're talking about. I mean, with the,
2: it... the like the biggest thing that it doesn't that it wouldn't hook up to automatically would just be like the music on your phone. But for the most part, I feel well. I mean, I guess since I started using Spotify a lot, like it kind of made that not an issue since the Google Home would play that anyway, and you could also just tell it to set you an alarm, but. You know, it's. I guess if you already have something, I guess I've already had a Google Home. It'd still be harder to justify it, even if it did bring some conveniences. I feel like it'd be, have to be much more significant.
1: There's also the downside of you know you can get a, a Google Home or a
2: uh, Echo for, for like, free. They seem like they give them away for anything. Yeah, they're like either free or thirty yeah. bucks
1: or forty bucks. The HomePod Mini is still a hundred bucks because it still has kind of Apple premium, but. But And it also acts as a HomeKit hub. So if you want to do smart home stuff and don't have an Apple TV, which can also act as a HomeKit hub, and don't have an iPad, which can act as a HomeKit hub, this is actually the cheapest way to get into HomeKit and have it be your hub. I think I said HomeKit and hub more times in that sentence than (laughs) – no, but like because Apple's whole smart home thing requires if you want to access it from outside your Wi-Fi network that you have a central device as the hub. This is that. So it's actually the lowest barrier of entry to get into that smart home ecosystem for Apple users as well.
0: Not only that, but if the sound quality is pretty good and you buy two, they automatically convert into stereo mode, which, yeah, which is pretty, cool. pretty dope.
1: And uh, I think they can sync with your Apple TV and becomes
0: back speakers for the Apple TV too. That could be cool. Yeah. So aside from that, I think the big announcement obviously was the iPhone 12, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. one of us said was not going to buy it. And yep. then within yep. two days, immediately caved. And bought, it, and was up at 5 a.m.
1: buying it, and I won't name names either, but I'll just say I'm really yeah, tired. But,
0: but I, but I wonder <laughs> why you were up at 5 a.m.
1: Again, I, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, I just, you know, it just felt like a good day to get up before the sunrise. It had nothing to do with saying I wasn't going to buy an iPhone, and then 48 hours later, spending a thousand dollars on an iPhone. That would be crazy. But, I would have done that. Okay, so, so what <laughs> iPhones are we on? Currently? I currently have an iPhone XS. Which to be fair has served
2: me very well and continues to serve me quite well. Angel? Ten R. Pretty happy with it. Got it after the eleven got announced. Gotcha. I've I've been
0: on a ten since when did when did it get released? Two thousand seventeen? I think so, yeah. Or two thousand sixteen. Yeah, so I've been on so. a ten. So you when did the seven come out? The seven? Yeah.
1: <sighs> well count backwards. So last year was the 11. That would be 2019. 2018 would be the 10s. They skipped the number, though.
0: They skipped the 9. They skipped the 9. Plus, oh, plus they And the 8 like came out years. in
1: tandem with the 10 in the same year.
0: Oh, never oh, okay. mind. So, I, so you can't so, just
1: count backwards then. Yes, you Well, true. You have to know that factoid. Yeah, okay. They also So don't they it also went do 7, like, 10, and like, 8, like, It's like six, 10S. Six 10s, and stuff like that. Well, that's before. They didn't have a 7s. They went 7, 8, 8, and so 10. they had a 6s. So, Oh, right. Same year. But success would be before the seven. Yeah, 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 yeah. Speaking. <laughs> yeah, so I think uh the, the ten and the eight came out the same year, which was three years ago, which means the boundary the seven was four years ago. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Was that your last phone before the ten R? Yeah. Yeah. No one, I one, I, one has come out.
1: Why why can't companies just count correctly? To the point of they'd skipped R- they skipped nine, so did Microsoft with Windows ten. Like, why can't... So is Microsoft with going Xbox 360 to Xbox One. Like, why can't people just count? <laughs> like, why is it so difficult?
2: Like, Sony? Literally just going 1, 2, 3, 4, Yeah, five. Sony's
1: the one company that understands numbers
2: correctly, it seems. At least Nintendo's going the... Just random word route. So I guess they don't really need yeah. any kind of consistency. And sometimes they amend one, another six, six, word four. on top
1: of their word, and it gets more confusing, like Wii U. But mostly there Or 3DS. But mostly it gets... Mostly, it's logical. Or new 3ds, which was confusing if you think about it, because they're all new. So you cave because you're a weak person. Yes, because you have no I cave conviction. I'm a weak... No, so um, I guess I'll tell my conviction. Confessions,
0: I might, tell... I, I might cave when it comes to the 12 Pro Max, but we'll talk about that once. Uh... Once I explain
1: why I'm why I'm a sheep. Okay, so basically how it went down was I was watching the presentation and they're like they're talking about the camera and all that and it seemed really cool and they were talking about MagSafe which are you know the magnets on the back of the phone that you can have clip accessories to which seems cool. And afterwards I'm like well that seems cool. Those are a lot of cool individual features. And then I was kind of like all of a sudden like all right I'll probably buy it. And then just talking to coworkers and like seeing the general vibe online, everyone's like it's not that different. And I'm like wait what do they not find different? So I went and I reread the feature list. And I was like, huh, my phone minus magnets on the back pretty much does all these things well. I don't necessarily need a new one. Like I'm so set in my ways that I would – I just assumed, well, it's the two-year mark. It's time to buy a new phone. That's just how it is. And then when I was looking at the feature, I was like, but this might be the first time that my phone – like because phones are plateauing essentially. Oh, the chip said. that
2: Apple implanted in you started activating. And you it were like, it, oh, it activated, time. yeah. But then your – but your humanity started fighting back I guess.
1: Yeah, essentially. No, cause what's weird is like, it was like almost like a cognitive dissonance, like a discomfort of like, I know I get this thing and I know I want this thing, but I cannot fully justify it at this time based on the feature list I just read. Even though when they were talking about the features, they sounded great. I just couldn't like reconcile it. And it was like, literally, like, I don't know if you've had like a, I, I can't think of the feeling how to describe it, but like, literal, the literal cognitive dissonance of like, assuming one thing's going to happen and wanting the thing to happen, but then not being able to fully justifying the thing to yourself and just kind of like figuring that out. But of course, because I'm Mr. Apple to our friends, like everyone basically I know came out of woodwork. Like, so which iPhone are you buying? Which one do you recommend? Like coworkers did our friends did like, you know, uh, people I don't talk to very much, like popped up out of nowhere. Like, and I was like advising, well, you should get this one for this reason, this one for that reason. And then I was thinking about them. I'm like, you know, know,
2: you would be looking into this stuff. Yeah,
1: because I know I'm like on top literally. of it, and as I was going through that process of like advising people, I started to think about, um, well, what new is games. the new iPhone mm-hmm. like holistically? What is it? Not not like okay, the camera's a little better, the um, the screen's a little brighter. Like the it has 5G. If you happen to have 5G in the one little street corner of LA where ultra wide bands enabled, even though they say it's the whole city, you know. Like I started to sort of make. The more inclusive uh, conclusive argument of what this phone means, and that 's when I started getting excited, so what I realized is if you look at it completely as a single package, like the individual specs phones are plateauing. there's no doubt about that, like you know the the camera yeah, night mode's really cool or yeah, it has a lidar to low low light focus, and that 's all really great, but like it 's not like my camera takes bad pictures, those can just be better, and of course, if I buy it, I know I'll be happy with it, but do I need it and what I came to realize overall was that what the iphone 12 is frankly is the ground floor of the next step for iphones like i'm so an early why adopter not just well i'm an early adopter hmm. so i i had an apple watch series zero i got and and the, i got um i skipped i always buy every two years but when they introduced apple pay i was i was so cool that i actually upgraded a year in and like dealt with all the shenanigans of like having to like wow. cancel the two-year and stuff like i was the first with touch That's ID. like wow. i I really liked, like, getting in on the ground floor of some cool new technology. And at first, because I was so focused on the individual specs and being like, well, they're kind of similar to mine. I didn't think of it that way. But then I thought, well, in a way, this is like the next gen iPhone. Like, if you think about like, console cycles, like, we're getting to the point, you know, like, you could say that iPhone 10 and 10s and 11 were a generation. The iPhone 7s were a generation and 8s, I guess. And this one is the first iPhone with 5G, which granted is future proofing. 5G is kind of not a thing yet. And it's the first one that's introducing this entire new app ecosystem or accessory ecosystem of MagSafe, which doesn't sound like that big of a deal. Oh, you clip a thing to the back and it stays there. Okay, like your charger stays there, your case stays there, your wallet stays there. But then if you think about what that could mean, because it can interface with the phone, those magnets, as evident by the charger bringing up a UI and Apple outright saying it's the start of, you know, they're going to do new stuff then it's like oh well so in the next year or two like if i buy this phone now i can be on the ground floor of when someone gets creative and does like a clip-on battery pack where you just slap it on and charge your phone a bit or i could be at the ground floor of some cool new like accessory for adding a fancier telephoto lens where you just clip it on or clip on a car like all these things are like these clip-ons that we can't even at this point think of um the 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 ecosystem of them aren't going to be fully developed yet but being able to buy a phone now and kind of future-proof and just as they come out, I can buy them if I'm into them. Like that just was kind of cool in the same way that, you know, like when Apple Pay came out, no one had the scanners yet. Very few did. But it was cool to be there as it started rolling out. Or with the watch. Like the Series Zero watch was super weird. Apple had no idea what that thing was supposed to be. They wanted it to be a mini iPhone. It's since evolved into like a fitness device. But being there every step of the way, like for me as a as a techie nerd guy was kind of fun. So that sort of is what eventually sold me on the phone is when I realized it's kind of like the first step of the next gen of iPhone like I guarantee you in a year or two the iPhone's gonna lose its lightning port and it's just gonna be MagSafe and this is basically the transition year um, to that and
2: wait the, how is it supposed to interface with the computer then I guess
1: cloud it's... cloud it's all gonna be the cloud You'll see. Because uh, everyone says they're going to go USB-C. No, they're not. They're going to go right from uh, Lightning to MagSafe. Like this is the start of a new accessory ecosystem to the point that they have a made-for-MagSafe program the same way the Lightning port had a made-for-iPhone program. So, uh, I mean, it will take a little time to transition, but that's, that's my theory. But, yeah, so being kind of at the start of all that and knowing that the phones are plateauing in terms of individual specs, which is what held me back. Like knowing, okay, the camera's only going to get so much better. The the speed's only going to get so much better. Like if my phone's fine, but I can just sort of turn it over to be at the start of the next gen and ride out those really good specs for an extra year or two and maybe not upgrade in two years and upgrade in three or four. Like I don't mind doing the upgrade now knowing I'm sort of setting myself up to smooth sail through the next few years, if that makes sense, and get all the fun of the early stuff. Good for you, man. So. So that's why I. I caved. Had to figure that out. Yeah, yeah. What's going to make you cave, Kevin? Because you're saying you might.
0: I think this is the best looking iPhone since the five, mm. for obvious reasons because it's literally just the form factor of the four and the five.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: I've always hated these curved phones. Well, not that they're curved, but you you know what I mean. The have always hated yeah, these the, rounded the round edges edge. phones. Yeah. I like phones when they look I guess professional and something about the square look just looks looks professional to me. It doesn't look like a toy. Yeah, which is one of the reasons why I've always hated Samsung phones, but do you do you feel how you feel about the two-toneness? Cuz the one
1: thing I like about the current 10 and S and is um and the 7 is It feels like it's a single device. Like, I love the ice cream sandwich look of the four as well. Like, you know, like the the metal bar. And I think the stainless steel is going to look super slick on the blue one I'm getting. But I really don't like when they make the camera mat module stick out. I don't mean like physically stick out. I mean like visually stick out. Like the six had the bedazzled looking lens. The 11 has like, it's a matte back on the pro, but then the camera module shiny and that kind of rubs me the wrong way. I mean, I am obviously fine enough with you right. buy it, but I've always thought the like contrast of like a camera on the back, where it's like, look, we slapped it on, versus like the ten S and the ten, like the camera module blends; per it's sticking out, but design wise and coloring, it blends perfectly with the rest of
0: the phone. Doesn't bother me at all.
1: Okay, because yeah, it feels like a. <laughs> that piece doesn't thing bother to me at all. Interesting.
0: I think MagSafe really sold me. Right? Isn't it so, slick? Uh, yeah. So I have a little card holder on the back of my phone. And while it's it hasn't lost its um its adhesiveness, being able to just pop it off so that I can finally wirelessly charge my phone seems pretty pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Instead of having to, because, because, yeah, I can't wirelessly charge my phone. I always have to use a cable. I always have to use my lightning cable. So being able to to pop it off, and I, I was reading the verge article, and they said theoretically it's not impossible for them to try and make it so that you could wirelessly charge your phone while still having an accessory on it you know Mm -hmm. I don't know how I don't know how they would go ahead and do that but you mean uh, without MagSafe or with MagSafe with MagSafe oh yeah well Apple Strape said in the
1: presentation you'll be they're stackable so they pass it through the magnets as long as you have a MagSafe accessory it passes through yeah
0: yeah so I thought that was really really cool is this the first year that Apple's selling a clear case? Uh, I believe they might have done one before, but <laughs> I,
1: I would use clear te- like hesitantly because that clear case isn't exactly clear because of that big magsafe ring on it.
0: Well, theoretically I'd be putting on that clear case and then putting on the uh, the card holder. Yeah, that's what, that's what they're banking
1: on is that people will cover it up with another MagSafe accessory. It's like, it's like designed yeah, so. to be part of buying multiple Genius. things, which is the most Apple mm-hmm. thing in the world.
0: I think, I think it's MagSafe that pretty much sold me. Are they, are they using a new screen on this? Yeah,
1: so they're using a, it might be the same as the 11, but they're upgrading to a Super Retina XDR. So like for us, Kevin, cause we're on the 10, 10S, we just had Super Retina. Now it has three more letters. So, you know. <laughs> right, and I guess that's uh, that makes it better. Well, yeah, I guess. Uh, well, yeah, anytime lives, Apple so. amends a name with more words, it usually means it's upgraded. I mean, that's true for any company, but I would right. I think it's brighter. I think it does Dol- uh, Dolby Vision. I think it uh, it, films and shoot in Dolby, Dolby Vision all the iPhone 12s. You can shoot anything on iPhone 12 and it'll process it in Dolby
0: Vision HDR, which is kind of crazy. Like, that's, that's, so, you know, that's I'm cinema quality. Sh- I'm not a photo shooter. Are either of you YouTube- two? Well, Jason, I know you are for a fact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Angel, He's do a... you shoot photos a lot?
2: He's a poser, photo shooter. I'm not a poser. Oh. <laughs> um, no, not really. I want to say so.
0: Like, like, oh. if we go to, we go to Austin, I'll take pictures and
2: stuff, but. But it's like kind of haphazardly, like, I'll. Like when we went to Tokyo. Like I would just take pictures of like random landmarks and very rarely actually be in the picture. Um, but like I'll just literally like point the camera in that direction and not even maybe wait a few seconds and just take it. Where I know like Jason would, you know, take a time and maybe try to find like the best framing for it and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so camera quality I don't really care about.
0: Yeah, cameras never sold me on the phone. I think
2: literally it's
0: just max safe.
2: <laughs> if anything. The the more they emphasize the camera, almost the less I wanted. Just because, like, because that kind of what happened with the eleven when they announced the eleven. Like, if felt like the update was literally just about the camera. Mm-hmm. And so the more they emphasize it's like, oh, like the less it's for me because like the other features like were barely something I needed, if anything, because everything still worked fine. And the only big difference was the camera. I think getting the third lens, so that's what definitely sold me on the 10r at that point especially because it had a the tangerine orange color
1: it it's funny because like what you're describing about the camera was basically like my initial hesitation like i don't need this thing was like my 10s camera is great like i i mean obviously low light now it's gonna be spectacular with the tall probably but like it was fine and so i kept i looked at exactly like that i was like well i don't need the camera my camera's okay and usually every iPhone has had something else. So like to kind of your point about MagSafe, that ended up being the – some that and future-proofing 5G ended up being the something else that was the thing that really pushed me. But it it is funny that even me, Mr. Photographer, when I was like looking at the photos, I'm like, wow, look at that low light. And then I'd look at my camera and be like, yeah, but I take good photos as is. It's OK. But then it was like kind of nice. as everything came together that I finally was like, OK, yeah, maybe it's MagSafe in its future. Maybe it's eventual 5G and yeah.
0: Um, I was really going to hold out because – I want a high refresh screen, and this is still stuck at sixty hertz. Is that yeah, big of a deal? They gotta save something for it, the S. It is that big of a deal. Have you looked at a at a ninety hertz or even
2: one hundred twenty hertz not. screen? It's probably why like, I guess I don't know.
1: Wait, doesn't your iPad have it, Angel? Or is your iPad too old? Your uh, or when you had an iPad Pro, or do you still have an iPad? I do
2: Pro? have. A, I still have an iPad Pro.
1: Yeah, you have one hundred twenty hertz on there.
2: Pretty sure. Do but, I? Pretty sure. Can I, think I, I go Pro to the features. settings and just see? Possibly.
1: Which might, in and of itself, if you have it, be a testament to how Angel doesn't think it's a big deal if he doesn't even realize it's on. I might be wrong, but I think it started with the. I mean, page. I feel
2: like I would need to see the things like side by side to maybe tell the difference. But well, I
0: mean, yeah, I've seen I've seen a high refresh screen, and personally, to me, it looks it looks huge. It's just the difference right? between them. Just the yeah, it's just like going from sixty frames to one hundred and twenty frames on a PC. Right, right. Usually usually it's like thirty to sixty is a huge difference, but
2: Yeah, it doesn't say sixty settings.
0: to one twenty is is more subtler, but you can but you can definitely tell that it's smoother. hmm Yeah. Uh I think I'd probably go with Graphite if I do. Yeah, so I might get a, a pro a twelve pro Max. Which I've been running I've been running the uh the ten and that is the same size as the regular 12 Pro, correct? Are, it, are the 12, and 12 Pro the same size? Oh, 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 sorry. The uh, the 12 Pro Max
1: is the biggest. The 12 Pro is a little yep. bigger than the 12, I think. I don't quite remember. They ups... I actually don't remember. The, I think the 12 and the 12 Pro... Actually, the 12 and 12 Pro might be the same size. Right. I'm not... I'm honestly not 100% sure. But the yeah, the 12 Pro Max is the biggest one they've ever made. Um... And that noise I made when you said twelve Pro Max, like I made a little like chirp, was because I was gonna say it's weird because if you are a camera buff, the twelve Pro Max right. is the obvious choice. I don't know who the twelve Pro is for. I mean, obviously I bought it,
0: and I'm There's a camera a buff. buff for but you because like, because you want to be you want to be a pro. You don't want to be a a pleb with your regular I mean,
1: twelve. What I mean is, if you want the best camera, which is literally they're saying oh, okay, you're getting so, a
2: regular twelve, Jason. No, I'm getting a twelve Pro.
1: But I'm getting the regular size 12 Pro Wait, not why not Max.
2: just the 12 Pro Max? Oh, why I guess you never really get the Max.
1: I don't like that big of a screen, honestly. Like, I I prefer, like, roughly the size that they're doing. Um, you know that because that one's you've a big...
2: had phones that big in the past? Well, I just,
1: I've just i used phones that big. Like, I've used friends' phones How that big. How big was the Droid X? Uh, much smaller than this.
2: <laughs> Compared to a phone we might know of.
1: Uh, at the time it was big and it was at like, it did not five inch screen or something. The Droid X was huge.
2: But, but next you're going to tell me like, oh, it was only as big as like an iPhone four. And I'm like, what?
1: No, no, no. It was, uh, the Droid X was like, and I liked my Droid X, but uh, yeah, the Droid X,
2: uh, screen size was,
1: no, 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 that was a BlackBerry. The Droid X I dropped out of my lap. Uh, it's a, yeah, the Droid X had a 4.3 inch screen.
0: Holy at the time crap, it seemed big
1: because – yeah, at the time it seemed big because phones were much smaller then, which is something we didn't even touch on. But I do like that for people who do want a small phone again, the iPhone 12 mini exists and it's basically the same specs as a regular iPhone 12 uh, minus one camera but the and battery obviously. But the thing I was going to say is I don't really understand the purpose of the 12 Pro Max, which is what I'm buying versus the – sorry, the 12 Pro versus the 12 Pro Max because if you want the absolute best camera, which is what the pro name is supposed to imply – you get the 12 Pro Max because it has better, like, camera settings than even 12 Pro. It has uh, a newer optical image stabilization thing where instead of the lens being on, like, a mover, it's the, the phone itself. So it helps stabilize it better. Like, there's a little, like, physical thing that can move to help stabilize, like an oscillator or something. And that's now on the camera unit inside versus just the lens. So the whole thing is more steady. And like, if you're really serious about getting the best camera, that seems like what you would do. And if you're not really serious about getting the best camera, the 12 has a really good camera and has the same HDR and the same, um, you know, night mode on every camera and all that. The only thing that's missing is the telephoto lens. So for, so for the, it's like weird because you basically go, all right, I'll get the same cameras as what the 12 has with a hair better improvement and one extra lens. In a 12 pro but if you want like the actual full improvements the actual whatever apple's touting you need the pro max and the price difference from the pro to from the 12 to the pro regular it's like i don't know how many people are gonna find it worth it for the top it's like it's either 100 or 150 and at that point it's like well unless you really want a telephoto lens which i do i i use my telephoto lens more than i ever thought i would um like, but unless you really want that, is it really worth 150 bucks? You're probably fine with the 12. But if you want the best camera, you should probably go to the max. So How much is the, pro? Uh, the pro starts at 999. Um, yeah, so, I guess, so the pro max is is 1099. Right, but I'm just saying, if you're already like, I'll pay a little more for the best camera. The gap between the 12 and the pro versus the gap between the pro and the pro max, it seems like it just make more sense to go straight to the max. Like you're paying, I think a 200 difference for the regular pro versus a 300 difference for the actual best camera. But right. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I'm happy with the regular pro. I bought it in Pacific Blue, which looks awesome. But, uh, or I assume will look awesome. I'll find out on Friday. But, um,. Like it's just like if you really want the best of the best, which is what the pro name means, it feels like you go straight to max. Like it sounds like you're getting the correct phone and I'm getting the weird half step phone, which I'm fine with. It's just I, odd.
2: Then how would you describe yourself? I mean, you said that you were wondering like who is that phone for? So I mean, you me apparently. I yet. yeah, but I, I guess what I'm saying is like, like what are you? <laughs> well, I I'm an enigma.
1: No, the the thing I don't get is like, I guess it's for people that don't want that big of a phone but still want some of the pro features. But it's just kind of weird that they didn't just match the features across the two pros. So you're just getting screen size. They did the same thing with the, I think, 7 and 7 Plus or 7 Max, or whatever they called it at the time, uh, where they split the feature set between the bigger screen and the smaller screen. So if you had a bigger screen, you can use it like an iPad. It works horizontally. If you have a bigger screen, you get a better camera. And then they kind of undid that with the 10s and the 11s, and now they're going back to that well, so to speak. And that's just, I don't quite, I mean, clearly they think it's going to work to upsell people, but... I feel like they stopped doing it because people weren't happy with it because, you know, if you're getting pro, you're getting pro. But now they're kind of doing it again. So I, I don't know. I'm sort of – I don't know how I feel about it. I mean obviously I'm okay not having the absolute best because I didn't get the absolute best. But it's like I don't know why I'm making a trade off of screen size versus camera feature. Like, they should be lockstep I feel like.
0: When's the the uh, 12 Pro Max go on pre-order?
1: I believe early November. I want to say like the 6th or something and then it's out like the 13th or something.
0: Oh, boy. Yeah, so going from a 10... Angel, what what would make you upgrade? Or do you just run your phones until their batteries are dead?
2: Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> much it. Because I had the phone... I mean, the 7 on launch. And I only got rid of it because at that point, the battery was just lasting way too little. And... Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. So I didn't really have much reason to upgrade. I mean, if they really wanted to tempt me. They would just have to make an orange one, but... I'm pretty committed to using this one as long as possible, considering that it's still, it's still a pretty strong phone. It's like stronger than anyone really needs it to be. So yeah, definitely good with where it's at or yeah, especially where I'm at. Right. Yeah.
0: I, I think MagSafe was pretty much what sold me mm-hmm. just that, just that one feature, honestly. And, uh, I kind of do want a bigger phone. I So I had the, the success plus did, Hold on, did the 6s plus have a have a max version? Yes, well, it was the right? plus. It was well, the well yeah, the yeah. 6s plus. Yeah, yeah. 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 They That's just swapped I mean.
1: out plus for max, but yeah. I don't
0: I don't remember if it was the if it was the 7 that that they finally had a bigger one. The 6 uh, uh the 6 was the first that went bigger with the S, yeah. And now it's gotcha. kind of the S the, here, with big features. Now we can give you
1: a bigger screen.
0: Um, yeah. So uh, I kind of now want a bigger screen because uh I have been playing Genshin Impact. Which I think, unless we're done with talking about iPhones, I think we can move on, right? Your transitions today, I'm so proud. <laughs>
1: oh, <it's>, oh my <laughs> so <God>. disgusting. <laughs> what would you say but, that um, out loud? Because I, I am, I am. But no, um, how is Genshin Impact honestly? Because all I know is everyone's like, it's like Breath of the Wild. It's like a knockoff of Breath of the Wild, except it's getting some school sites are saying it's better, which I can't. So
0: it's it's definitely not better. Okay, that's good. <laughs> so, so basically, Genshin Impact is. Oh, that says I, a lot I, considering you don't like the other one, so. Well, I like this more than Breath of the Wild. It, yeah. it, it's clearly not. It's like Destiny is not better than Breath of the Wild, but I enjoy Destiny and I hate Breath of the Wild. I guess so if uh, that makes sense. What, personal is- opinion. No, no, yeah, 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 it, yeah, it, it, it sounds like,
2: sense. yeah, I could usually. People will say, you know, like when they don't like something, like they truly mean it's not as good as what other people are saying, but it's, no, no, no. it's, it's refreshing to, to find someone that can separate, separate their interest or no one. It's like an interesting versus a, the game is designed badly thing. Yeah. Personal preference yeah.
0: versus
1: quality of product. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. So uh, Genshin Impact is a
0: free to play RPG with gotcha mechanics. So as I've, I've barely been following the story, but. At the beginning of the game, you get a cutscene between uh, this brother and this sister who are fighting some witch, and then you lose. Or you choose between the brother or the sister, and then you oh. get transported to I don't Neverland. know. Basically, knock knockoff Hyrule. <laughs> um, <laughs> low, low rule. Yeah, low rule. Wait, no, there is a low rule. It was Link Between Worlds called Low Rule. Yeah, Jathan, your joke would only yeah. work if it didn't, it didn't exist. exist. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. So uh, small rule. I don't know. Well, Stop I'm just that. gonna fade out of this podcast now. Goodbye.
0: I don't know. I'm I'm about. I I finished the prologue. I'm about six hours in, and so you get transported to this world, and you're basically just on a quest to find your sister. I'm just gonna call the world Genshin. I I don't know. If that's the name of the world. Just call but it I'll impact. just call it Genshin. <laughs> the world. Of I'll India. call it Genshin. So the combat is very very simple. It it's not like Breath of the Wild. This it's very. Very simplified. I think it has to do because the game is also available on... So, it's available on PC and mobile and the PS4. Apparently, the PS4 version is the worst version of the game. Really? Because it doesn't have cross-save, um, while the mobile and the PC versions have cross-save. Hopefully, when this game comes out on Switch, it also has cross-save. So, coming to Switch? you basically... I'm sorry? It's coming to Switch? I didn't know that. It's, it's coming to Switch, yeah. Oh, okay. So, basically, you only have an attack. You have a... Just one attack button. You could hold it to do like a, a special move. But then you also have an elemental ability and you're super in in a sense. Uh, and that's as far as it goes for the combat. Where the depth of the combat comes into play is with character switching. So you create a party of four characters and all four characters are not on the screen at once. You manually switch between them. So, I'm going to assume because the the way that it's done on the PS4 is you switch between them with your D-pad, that's how you're going to do it on the Switch. On mobile, you just tap on their names uh, that are on the right-hand screen. And on the PC, like, you will just press 1 or 2 or 3 or 4 on the number row to switch over. So, where the, I guess the depth comes in is it's an elemental-based game where, let's say you have a character who... Uses this is gonna sound weird, but wet attacks, right? Yeah, that sounds let that's yeah, wet, wet, wet like attacks, like soggy attacks. Yeah. <laughs> let, let, let's is say they're they're using like water-based attacks. Well, that that's what I okay, that's what I meant. Water-based attacks because <laughs> uh, well because I'm not like so, oh, so, like wet. It
2: sounds like very so what, what would like I'm, it doesn't deal damage. It just like. Gives you like so a status looking- effect of wet, which makes you get weaker to lightning or something? No, so,
0: so, so exact. So you're right. You're right on the money. So when you <laughs> use that, that's why I said wet. When you use water based attacks, wet. an enemy will get a wet status effect, right? So then what you will obviously want to do is you'll switch over to your ice character that you have and then use your ice attack ability and then they will freeze. mm. Or you can also switch over to your lightning character and do even more damage. So let's like say you freeze... Or sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, go
1: ahead. I was just going to say, so instead of it being like an RPG where you just have a single status, you can put on someone, you can basically combo the statuses?
0: Yes. That's, that's where all the That's where everything comes into play. So let's say you have an enemy that's frozen, and you switch over to your fire character, and you use a fire ability on them, then they will melt, which does, like, this huge amount of damage. It's similar to Breath of the Wild. If there's an enemy that's on fire and you use a wind attack, so this one guy has, like, a tornado attack, mm-hmm. or a tornado special, then you will make, basically, a fire tornado or even a water tornado or what have you. Right. That's also where the gacha comes in because all the characters have to be unlocked through gacha means. Oh, boy. So... Yeah, so you get, right off the bat, you get five characters, essentially for free. You get your main guy, or gal, who's a wind type. You get a fire archer. You get an ice swordsman. And you get an electric witch. And that's it. And if you want to get other elements or other weapons, well, you're going to have to use the gotcha stuff. And the game is pretty good in giving you one for free. Uh, like a free, uh, I think they're called wishes, wishes, which will get you 10 items, which are, which will either be weapons or characters, but the probability, the stats of you getting a bunch of characters is pretty low. I've seen the first pack that everybody gets for, I I guess, essentially free. The first pack, some people have been lucky enough to get a five-star character, which is And then, like, a couple of four-star characters, which I only got one four-star character, and that's the four-star character that you're guaranteed with that pack. (laughs) So, I, clearly, I wasn't uh, lucky enough. Yeah, you don't have luck on your side at this time, at least. (laughs) But, um, it's, it is very Breath of the Wild in that you can climb anything and you have a stamina bar. You can cook pretty much anywhere, and then, you know, you'll get uh, status buffs. And plus, plus your health. And I don't think there's a dubious food equivalent in this game. Hmm. The game looks the game looks fantastic. And the game I mean runs... For a free-to-play
2: game? Damn. I mean, yeah, the like, game looks um, game amazing. What's that other one? The one that takes place in space and it's also free-to-play? Um, the one that takes place in space. It's, also it's, been like, it's, it's, it's a really popular... It's been going on for quite a while.
1: Um, Among like Us. No, Among Us, not everything. Oh, uh,
2: Warframe. Warframe warframe there you go yeah. that one also has like production values that do not look like they come from a free-to-play game yeah yeah Well, absolutely.
0: i mean if you think
1: about fortnite that has production values that wouldn't be a free-to-play game too
2: like free-to-play
0: to has be fair, such a to dominant be fair, that thing. game that was a game that you had to pay for with fortnite that's true. save the world that's true yeah that's true but i'm not sure if if with all the money that they made from save the world that's how they were able to make uh battle royale so do they make
1: much money oh. from Save the World? I thought kind of bombed until they pivoted it.
0: it. Save the World apparently has like a huge fan base. Oh, not a huge fan base, but a very passionate fan base. Interesting. And they still do. They don't. Obviously, they don't do as big updates as they do with uh, Battle Royale, but but they do still come up with up, updates and stuff like that.
1: Right. But yeah, I think I think big budget free to is where things are heading. Just as more and more companies. I mean, obviously some don't work. Like when Amazon tried with Crucible and then backpedaled so hard they canceled the game. But, um, you know, I think, I think we are going to start seeing more and more of this sort of thing. It's just inevitable at this point.
0: Yeah. And so I've, I've never been into gacha games. Even there's a Shimagama Tensei one that I definitely wouldn't, don't even want to get into. But, um, I can see myself as soon as I started playing the game the the combat is very simple. But like I said, with the, like the elemental based combos, there's some depth in there, even as simplistic as it is. I can see myself playing this for a good while. It's it's an absolute gummy game. You have quests. You have.
2: I need the emblem. I'm sorry. I need the logo, like the Gomi game. It needs it a trademark comedy.
1: symbol or something. You gotta say Gomi yeah. game TM or something, or Gomi game yeah. R in a circle, or like like it. it you need to trademark that.
2: <laughs> this week's Gomi games are yeah. <laughs> you you have your dailies. You have
0: all this stuff. You got. Uh, like an adventure log. Yeah. You have this adventure log of like, oh, here's what you should do to upgrade your adventure level. Oh, so, so that's a different thing. Um, so your adventure level, you have your adventure level and then you have your individual character levels and then you also have your weapon levels that you can. Yeah. So there's a lot of grinding in this game. A lot of grinding. And that's like that's where these so games how do you get
2: experience for each, like do you only get adventure levels from playing the adventure, or can you get like adventure levels from something else or well
0: you get very little adventure level from just you
2: know, just killing enemies and
0: very little character level from also killing enemies. But uh there's there's various items that you can use to up those by a crazy amount. I still haven't gotten to in the or what? that's where the money comes in, baby. And apparently it's worked because they made like a hundred million dollars in the first two weeks that it was out in the U S. So there are whales out there. I don't expect to be a whale, but I can see myself. I, I have no self-control dude. I've spent, I spent so much money on apex legends this last season. I spent so much money on loot boxes back when I started playing overwatch. I have to be very, very careful or this game is going to financially destroy me
1: i don't mean it last year remains fortune but I hope not mean yeah. Jason. yeah I know I'm such such a jerk but no i I hope not but yeah that that's how they get you the addicted nature. yeah
0: that's the they they gotch me so uh-uh. uh, so yeah I've been uh like I said since there is cross cross-save, it's really good about I will be playing the game on my pc and then late at night I will do all my sort of inventory management my leveling up of characters, my leveling up of weapons. Every now and then I'll do a trial. Oh, that's something else that they do really well. Like you can buy characters, but then you can also do their trials to see if you want to buy them, just see how they play. Mm. And even when you do their trials, they will usually come with a reward. So even though you're not getting the character for completing the trial, you will get, you know, some like some experience points that you can put into any character that you want. That's really smart.
1: So like yeah. you kind of demo them. Like I feel like most. That's literally teams, what like, Brawl you Stars get what does. You get. Well, what does? Oh,
2: Brawl Stars. Yeah, they let you play as every single character, and you know, put them up for a test ride, and then you can see if you want to buy them or not. Mm-hmm. But Brawl Stars
1: do you, is it is it gotcha or do you get to like choose who you buy? I like, guess it's randomized, like booster pack style. It, or? It,
2: no, it, it, it's it's gotcha. It's like booster pack style. You mm-hmm. can okay. like specifically buy someone out when they're in the shop. But if you don't get them that week, you're going to have to wait for them to appear in the shop again. But every That's single it. character you can get from the little crates. And you get those for free pretty regularly if you play often enough.
0: If you are a quote-unquote weeaboo, this game has waifus like no other game. So also be, be wary of that. <laughs> if the gotcha doesn't suck you in that well. Yeah, the, the waifus <laughs> will. And the waifus will make you want to buy more and more waifus and next thing you know your room's just full of body pillows yeah Uh, I have I have read that the end game kind of sucks so hopefully by the time that that comes out there's a new update where I won't have to play the end game but uh apparently it takes around 40 hours to get there anyway so I mean 40 hours for a free to play game sounds pretty 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 good and yeah, honestly, I don't probably order. don't, I don't need any more than that because as I was rattling off to you guys, I have way too many video games to play right now. I have Hades, which I still haven't bought, which I will talk about in the next episode of Red Nintendo finally. I have Final Fantasy 14, which I need to get back into. I finally finished the Battle Pass for Apex Legends, so I don't think that I'll be playing that as much until the new season starts. Uh, what Uh I literally just bought a new game the other day. It's, it's too much content, too many video games. Angel, I, I, I not like to do say your line? How
1: we have a finite amount of time on Earth or whatever? He wouldn't like to say why.
2: I guess not. No. Come on. Uh. You don't want to burn it out. It's it's run its course.
0: Yeah. So the same reason that I don't do my Persona thing anymore.
2: Fair.
1: Fair.
0: Yeah.
2: It is tough for Jason to let go of things.
1: It is. Like the idea of not buying an iPhone. Oh, wait.
2: No, but... it's not. You gave up your iPhone pretty easily. You just...
1: No, but I, I couldn't let go of the idea of not of not sticking to my iPhone. I bet you even
2: whispered to your iPhone, like, Don't mean me. You're safe. And then the next... Yeah, 5 a.m. rolls around. Like, what happened? Oh, I'm sorry, but uh, I don't want to. Are you writing? Fi- are there. we? Are
1: you writing fan fiction about me and my iPhone right now? As that was happening and the relationship between Essentially, us? Essentially, yeah. Okay, you got me. I'm actually trading this one in, which I rarely do. I'm really letting go. Right, wait, what do you do. normally do you usually? Keep? I nor I normally keep all the old ones. Yeah.
0: Oh. huh. Yeah. I usually always trade mine in. I like the idea.
1: Like when I was a kid, sorry, just give be a bit of a tangent. I'll be quick. When I was a kid, I really liked the idea of like when I go online to people, like, oh, I have this rare like Nintendo thing from the A's or this weird rare piece of tech or whatever. And like when I started like buying tech and whatnot, I really liked the idea of like oh, three years from now I could pull out the first iPod Touch, I could pull out the first iPhone, like the second iPod ever made, like you know, like the first Windows line, like all this stuff, and just having it and being able to go back and revisit it. It's like like I really liked seeing other people's collections when I was younger. Before you know when first things from before I start buying things, so I kind of wanted to replicate that. But in this case, like the iPhone XS is such like the middle of the iPhone line. That's like whatever. Like I have like you know early iPhones, I'll have late iPhones. But if I'm missing the one in the middle, it's not gonna make or break it to me, I guess. But yeah, so that's why I usually keep them. Like I still have my first iPod Touch, and every so often, like once every few years, I'll just go mess with it for a few minutes. And be like man, this is so weird. <laughs> like the screen is so low res, <laughs> and like it's so tiny and. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just like like seeing tech evolve and stuff, and having the,
0: the the stepping stones. Anyway, sorry that was a tangent. Back to what you were saying. An iPhone 12 would probably make this game look really nice. Uh, whenever I played on my on my 10, maybe it's because uh, my the back is cracked and sort of the back near the camera is exposed. But that part of my phone gets really hot near the camera whenever I play this game. It's I... insane.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna say it's partly a crack, but no, they do. Um, I think I remember my 10s does it, but there it, there was one iPhone I had that I guess the processor was close to the camera whenever I would do something intensive, it would like heat up that part of the phone. Yeah, well, I don't remember if it's this yeah, far so, or not because I haven't done anything super intense with this phone of late. But
0: oh yeah, the Genshin Impact is is hard on the battery. Uh, not even full full brightness, and playing for about 15 minutes killed about. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think about one percent for each mint that I played. Wow, I'm surprised you're not which, playing it on which PC. Only gets me. No, so so I am playing it on PC. Uh, I'm playing it on PC whenever like I'm at home, and um, like I said, uh, right before bed, I'll get on, maybe do a mission or two, and grind away for like the bigger missions. I will play on my PC.
1: Gotcha. So you're really leveraging the cross save, which is. Yeah,
0: and and that's why I would really like for it to come on a Switch already, and hopefully it's cross save there just right. to have it right before bed. You know,
2: makes sense. No, those right before yeah. bed games, still at the best. Yeah,
0: I uh, can't wait for Hades to get that cross save either. That's that's gonna be fun, but uh, yeah, that's uh, Genshin Impact. Very, v- v- it's it's more than just anime breath of the wild. It's uh, <laughs> which, which else. I will <laughs> say, which I will say.
1: I I well, I said this when we talked about Morals Phoenix Rising on RAM Nintendo proper, but it, it really is interesting to see now that we're a few years removed from Breath of the Wild, different game, different companies, different parts of the industry like taking different ideas of Breath of the Wild and running with it. Some more, right. you know, some more obvious than others, some more direct than others. But um, yeah, like the lasting impact of Breath of the Wild is it, it reminds me a lot of the lasting impact of like Mario sixty four. Like if you look at like the games in the following years. And decade, really. Like, it's kind of similar, which is kind of... It's interesting to be in the midst of it now, opposed to retroactively looking back.
0: And I never understood the hate that these games got, because it's like, oh, you're just copying Breath of the Wild, you're just copying 64. It's like, wouldn't you want to copy... Wouldn't you want more games similar to something that's considered one of the greatest games of all time? Yeah, the way I've always looked at it
1: is, like, you... Everything... It's inspired by but something like, else, right? So you would want yeah. to see how people build on top of that foundation that someone else lay. I guess where people are upset is well, it's like egregious. Like some of, <laughs> I remember when we were talking about immortals, like some of the stuff is like one to one with Breath of the Wild. Like so, like you have a right. glowing blue energy and that can be, I can see why people are like, well, that's not, you're just kind of ripping it off, but like taking, like this sounds like it takes some of the core stuff and really puts its own spin on it. Genshin yeah, yeah, So I like of, that some I think, think a is bigger cool.
2: fuss about this than, um, that other game that is also kind of was also pretty just a straight up clone. Um Spell think... Because Spellbreak, oh, you know, okay. yeah. it isn't by Epic, but like everything about it is just like they pretty much just like took Fortnite and just replaced the guns with magical spells. Yeah. And it does do enough to make it feel like its own thing, like it's a pretty cool game. But um yeah, I I feel like it definitely doesn't really escape from It shouldn't have escaped from the same like Chris and that the Genshin impacted is not worse because that one is straight up like everything about it is the structurally wise. It's just like Fortnite. But yeah, I guess it I wonder if
1: I wonder if it depends on if people feel it's derivative of something or inspired and by something. And you know, I mean, like because if it's derivative, if it feels like it's just the same thing, but not. You know, like it's the same game again, I get it, but like it, if it actually does more or does something different, like even when you're describing the stats, it's like, yeah, Breath of the Wild, lets like you kind of combo those, but to put those in an RPG structure where they're like defined and you can like stack them in a very, you know, sort of, uh, written out way where it's like part of the system versus just, you know, like a puzzle element, like that, it's borrowing from the idea, but it's putting a spin on it. So. That's true.
2: Yeah. Yep. That's how it is. Yeah. That's just crazy that it's not a, that it's a mobile game. Yeah, that's yeah, kind of for a crazy. mobile game like that. Yeah, freaking, freaking technology. It's, it's uh, like I said, it's, it's beautiful.
0: It, it had, obviously <laughs> cribs from that Breath of the Wild art style, but it's such a good art style. That's probably my favorite part of Breath of the Wild. Honestly, that's probably my oh, only yeah, yeah it... only the only part that I like. Oh, oh. It, it, th- running in this game does suck though. You don't I haven't <clears> gotten <throat> to a part where like you get a mount or anything like that. So you're pretty not much relying really. on your stamina bar. Yeah. Mm. Jeez. I do it that so enough times by that part, accident. That part you know,
2: does suck. Final Fantasy fourteen. Definitely don't want to do it there. That definitely yeah. get my chocobo a little while ago, so it's definitely changing it. Oh, everything. nice. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool,
0: cool. Angel, I, I don't have a smooth transition for this, and I think this is where we drop Jason from the podcast for a little bit. Oh, man. Uh, you want to talk about uh, The
2: Good not Place? Quite, no, not quite yet. I mean, he could still be here for... Angel's going to
1: spoiler territory at one point for everyone listening. We will warn you when because I will also be muting everyone for that time because I don't want to be spoiled. But just so you guys know, it's coming.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll say, like, all right, I'm just going to go into spoiler territory, like right here or something. Okay. Nothing too crazy.
1: And then someone has to signal me uh, when I come back because I can't obviously hear you at that point. Well, we'll just message you. That would work.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a podcast first, where some people just can't be here.
1: Well, some people just can't even
2: and leave. Yeah, I think this is the first time we've ever had someone like kind of quote unquote like step away for a section. It's also kind of the first time
1: this? that we've ever done full on spoilers for something that not everyone that's on the podcast has done or heard or care about, yeah, or not care about or whatever. However you want to wear it.
2: However you want to word it, he says. Yep. All right. Well. So the good place, man, I did not expect to like the show as much as I did because I first heard about it from a friend like many, many years ago, but I didn't really watch it. Honestly, like the, I I think what kind of finally made me bunker down, I mean, hunker down and just like give it a shot was after we went to Comic Con. One year, I think the Harbor Cafe was themed as a good place breakfast or something Mm like that. Yeah, last year. And. That was last year? Oh, man. Yep. Wow. All right. So, yeah. So, it's been a year since I started watching it, essentially, and finished it because the series ended this year, I believe, earlier mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah, thank you, for Mr. Fact Checker. That is helpful. Anytime. Anytime. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know what I was expecting because I knew very little about the show. Like, I barely even knew the premise. Like, people, and honestly, that's a great thing, which is why I'm literally going to say. If you don't want to hear this part, um, I suggest you leave because I think this show is definitely one of those that benefits from knowing as little as possible. Wait, so should I leave? Just um, not yet. I'm, I'm just talking oh. about the the show in general. Okay. I don't know what it is about like a lot of these comedies, but like I feel like this is one of the few shows where, even if I f- couldn't fully relate to some of the characters, like overall, like their plights and their, I guess the stress they feel or some of the, the things they go through, like are even if not directly relatable, they're like parallel and very, very empathetic. So I feel like most of the time I'm like, oh man, like I could see myself in being in that situation or being like, I don't know. It's, it's a very, it, I guess I don't want to use the word real, but like it feels like it gets, it gets very real at like many times. Like, yeah, many times throughout the series. And I don't think I've ever really felt specifically from watching like a live action comedy, like this very, Grand feeling of satisfaction after having finished it. I don't know. It's it's such a thoughtful and introspective show. That's also very silly, and I don't know. It's and just has like a great cast. Like I love the. I recognize Ted Danson. I think that's his name. Um, I recognize him as like I just knew like oh he looks like a familiar actor, and sure enough, like he was I guess some um, from Cheers. I think that's what he was from. I don't. know. I honestly thought he was like one of, like the best parts of the show, just like the way he delivers everything and. I don't know, just great, great performance. And even, um, Kristen Bell, like, I, I know she was already big by then because honestly, like, I don't even know, like, what she's been in besides Frozen. Peron Mars, I'm sure you. What's her start? That sounds familiar. I definitely didn't watch that show. But see, like, I know, like, she's been around, but I never, this is like my, this ended up being like my first, like, I guess, experience actually watching her act. Like, not for a long true. Time. You saw
1: for gang Sarah Marshall with me and she was in it. Well, there you go.
2: I, I, fact <laughs> really checker is movie. back
1: yeah yeah no she was in for Marshall as well
2: <laughs> this is the first time me actually like watching it and being like oh this is kristen Bell." i did, right. probably didn't even know who kristen Bell was when we saw that movie initially
1: you knew her as uh russell brand the rock star's uh girlfriend no huh? that's wrong just kidding jason siegel's girlfriend who he then ends up getting in the hole wait who is she in that movie <laughs> she is
0: wait, right? kristen, <laughs> Bell? Yeah. kristen bill right, i can one we'll fact check our fact jason. checker <laughs> Jason Segel's girlfriend Jason Siegel's ex-girlfriend, ex-girlfriend who right. then gets with Russell Brand.
1: Okay, so I was right with both answers. Double fact check. Boom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, her. The blonde and forgetting Sarah oh Marshall
2: God. Angel. <laughs> All right, so the blonde and forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah, so her, and then, um, I don't know who, well, I'm forgetting like their live action names, <laughs> live action names, their, their real life names, but, um, the, the person that plays Tahani, um, I know she's the host of the, Pain index, the suffering Miser- index, M- misery like index Miser- on TBS. The misery, yeah, the misery index. Uh, I Jamila, Jamila. That you're the, thinking the, of. It. also has the the joking brothers or the joking friends. Uh, no, those uh, guys are on prank- True
1: TV, the, but they do sometimes show up on that show. I guess
2: the the the, the prank friends. And you're thinking uh, of Practical Jokers. Uh, Man, I'm really just <laughs> Practical Jokers. <laughs> well, that's not me. Just like, well, that's not me claiming it to be right. That's just me guessing incorrectly. Um. Mm. Yeah, Impractical Jokers. But yeah, even her, like, I, like, became a fan of, like, her, like, by, by the end of the show. Or the character that plays Jason, or, I guess, the, the sentient, all-knowing machine, I guess. Uh, I don't know, even, um, I think this show in particular made, made me a bigger fan of, um, I don't know his, his name in the show, obviously. Um, I mean, in real life, but he plays in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Holt's husband.
1: Oh, I don't know his name either, but I know who you're talking about. Kind of, uh, uh, he was also a lawyer in um, brown brown slash redheaded guy with a beard. Um,
2: he's white guy, a little older beard. No, well, he definitely doesn't have a beard. He's pale, and he was he also played a lawyer in um that one show, Parks and Rec. The lawyer that was trying to that was representing against. Wow, I forgot the Tom. Oh, with uh, the whole yeah, yeah. We're talking about thing. the same guy. I should
1: rephrase. He doesn't have like a thick beard, but he has like a five o'clock shadow situation often in these oh things.
2: maybe but um perhaps <laughs> but yeah mark like he, evan he was jackson like re- i looked him up while we were talking mark evan jackson ah uh, well he also does like a really great performance like i don't know I, everyone in the show like i thought was just great and they kind of fit i don't know what it's sometimes like even when like i know like characters are like bad or like just straight up like terrible people sometimes like i still something about them it's just like either likable, I don't even know if likable is the right word, but like you just want to know more about them and you just like, they, I, I guess I'll say that they click. So probably like the big best example I could give for that is like, I started watching Shit's Creek and I'm like eight episodes in and I still don't really like any of the characters except for um American Pie Dad. He's probably the most likable one. Eugene Levy. Um, so far. Oh, that's Eugene Levy? I knew that. Yeah. I know the name. I just and his son him. is oh. actually his son in real life. Dan Levy. Ah, take the Chevy to the Levy. Yeah, it all makes sense.
1: Um, uh, pff, yep. I mean, no, but. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you yeah, think they so cast him. him American Pie because of that lyric? Cause what? the song's American Pie. Think about it. Oh, I didn't know that.
2: Well, anyway, yeah, he's like, I find him to be like the most likable character. Everyone else, I don't know. I just. I can't seem to find myself to care about them, or... I, I
1: will have deeper thoughts on Shit's Creek as I get through it, but what I'll tell you is they become likable over time.
2: Yeah, I mean, the only reason I'm not like, oh, this show sucks and I'm going to give up on this, because like, I know I've been through this kind of feeling before, especially with um, that other show people seem to like, um, Parks and Rec. Like, a lot of the characters in the first season weren't very likable, like Andy even if, like, he did show pretty sudden growth, like, between, like, pretty much after meeting April. Well, regardless, like, eventually, like, he became a character I liked versus someone that I was, like, uh. But, I don't know, I felt like in the good place, like, I almost, like, instantly, like, just wanted to know more about everyone and cared about all the characters. Like, there aren't many shows besides, like, that one, and I don't know, maybe, like, uh, Breaking Bad is kind of a different situation, because he was, he started off as, like, a you know I'm like a good guy character that you you kind of sympathize for him first and then you're just kind of like caught up in the in the chaos with him. The good place definitely just was great for that or yeah great to me for that that it just had a very likable cast but then there's this like another reason why like I guess I really like the show and for that I'm definitely gonna have to go into spoiler territory so um before will... I leave, I'll leave you with a fun
1: fact as the encyclopedia do you know why Andy felt so weird in season one of parks and Rec?
0: Because they were gonna write him off. Ah, oh, he did know.
1: Yeah, he was originally gonna be a, a. Why wouldn't a, I know? He, yeah, good point. He originally be a guest character, and then they liked him so much they kept him on board. Really, he was not. Gonna, yeah, he was, was not part of the original character?
2: cast. Oh, there. Yeah, because um, the first season I had like special guest Andy or something like that. I mean, special, yes, guests, yes, it, special it, guest. Yes, they put his Chris character's Pratt.
1: name as the special guest. Correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah he wasn't Pratt, like a starring. An yeah, yeah.
2: Well, I think I think they decided <laughs> during,
1: and I think they decide during season one to just keep him on. Yep. Oh, okay. all right, anyway we'll just, we'll that's my listen. parting shot someone let me know when I can come back I have a weird feeling no one's going to tell me so if this is it it's been we'll nice l- listeners I'll miss you all
0: let me know when to come back yeah <laughs> you guys are seeing them all right, wait for now that that nerd's gone let's start the <laughs> real podcast am I
2: right I was going to say let's just add like a few extra topics and, um, <laughs> and just to keep not keep happen. going like that <laughs> Or just not call him back. I mean, he literally has no way of knowing. <laughs> gonna, wait, so. He might not even listen to this later. <laughs> but I guess everyone uh. else is. So we're kind of just like healing time at this point. So at the very least, first yeah. I'll get out of the way. The spoiler thoughts, And then if there's anything else that we want to get out of the way now. While Jason's not here, then we could cross our bridge when we get there. Yeah. So even if you know the spoiler, I still think the show is watching. So, I mean, I feel like you would enjoy the show, Kevin.
0: Um, I Um So I saw the first four-ish episodes, but I do know the twist at the end of the first season.
2: Oh, okay, Oh, So from there, I think knowing that twist pretty much, I think that's like the only big one, like the only big, big, I mean everything else just kind of escalates and in interesting ways, but that's right. kind of the thing about the show like every season is well, pretty much completely different from the you, last, which is kind of great. Uh, unless I spaced out, I don't think you
0: you've explained what The Good Place is.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, cause even that, like, I don't really want to talk too much about with someone that wants to watch the show, just cause, mm-hmm. well, like I said, the well, less the you know, the better. So. Yeah, yeah. So essentially, The Good Place is Eleanor Shroop, um Kristen Bell's character. She dies at the beginning and goes to The Good Place. And she meets, um, she meets The Architect by Ted Dance, played by Ted Danson. And he tells her, like, oh, you're welcome to the good place. This is paradise. And he's showing her around, and everything is perfect. And he starts showing her her home and introduces her to her soulmate. But then as things progress, she starts to realize that they have the wrong Eleanor Shroop, that there is an Eleanor Shroop. But the other one was a humanitarian. She, like, um, volunteered in, like, their world countries to help feed the poor. And she was pretty much like like a St. Mary. And... It's pretty obvious to her that she doesn't belong there either because she was a pretty shitty person on earth. Like she would cheat on her like cheat on her boyfriend, cheat on like just be the worst friend, be a terrible employee, be terrible to humans, like to other people in general. And it's her trying to not get caught, essentially. Like trying to make herself good enough to be worth it of being in the good place. But you start to realize that Things are starting to be not what they seem because they start realizing that some other two of the other main characters also clearly don't belong there because one of them, Jason, he's like he in the beginning, he appears to be a monk that is supposed to talk whatsoever at any point. But he kind of he kind of figures out that Eleanor is also supposed to be. Here, so he reveals himself to her that he's like some party boy from Florida that, you know, just just straight up no he shouldn't be there because when he arrived at the good place um they mistook or kind of the same thing as eleanor they asked him like oh so you are this monk and then he's like he didn't know what to say so he just took a vow of silence and that's just kind of how he got away with that but as kevin alluded to at the end of the first season you find out that that's actually the bad place so all these people were never in the good place to begin with this was all pretty much just like a carefully orchestrated like, I guess, torture device to just keep them stressed and having anxiety, like, the whole time because Eleanor would obviously keep trying to make herself feel good, but since that's pretty much what they were planning, they would just keep finding ways to continuously torture her, especially having to watch watch the back of these other characters that, you know, could potentially, like, ruin the suppressor because his character, who happens to be named Jason, he is about as smart as, I guess, like, Patrick from SpongeBob. So... As well meaning as he is, he sometimes does things that could potentially get them all in trouble. But yeah, towards the end, you have the four, like, um, I forgot the name of the character that Jason said from the Misery Index, but him and Cheaty, I don't know if the Cheaty character is known for anything else, because it's definitely the first time I've seen him. He was in
0: uh, Midsummer, that horror movie from twenty oh, four. Yeah, Midsummer. He was in that. Oh. He was a. Huh. He was one of the main characters in that movie.
2: Interesting. Seems like it'd yeah. be weird to see him acting something else. But that kind of goes for any. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, show it's it's any, very, yeah, any. It's very human. weird
0: seeing him in that movie.
2: <laughs> Especially because in the show, he's like a very anxious person that can never make any decisions. But he's an ethics professor, so he's been studying and living his life about learning about morality and what to do and what not to do to be the best kind of person, but he can never apply them because he's just so indecisive that he ends up just like, instead of telling the truth, he'll just make up a light so that not to hurt someone's feelings. And then ends up, you know, getting worse. That's and why that's like he ended, ended place. up. Yeah, yeah. Even though he clearly seems like someone that at first thought like, Oh yeah, of course I'm in a good place. I've been, I'm an ethics professor. Why wouldn't I be? But turns out he was like probably one of the worst ones for that case. But yeah, so point is every season just has like this, kind of drastic new arc that just makes it really interesting like the first season is pretty much you're following like all right they're in the good place we need to make sure we escape from it the second season it's like oh we got caught knowing that it's the bad place but you know the demons they just wipe their memories and they just kept trying to experiment again because it turns out that this was like a trial that or pretty much they normally torture people in the bad place the way you imagine typical hell would be you know, pitchforks, um penis flattening, and butthole spiders and stuff like that. Stuff oh, on the show. Okay. Yeah, they made them bigger this time, apparently. But, <laughs> but yeah, like, but the Ted Dancing character, he was kind of tired of that old system, and he wanted to try something a little more, like, in-depth, or just, like, get into, like, the psyche more instead of just physical. Yeah, a little man. more psychological, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he created, like, this this hell I guess where these four people would be torturing each other unknowingly for all of eternity and he had to essentially prove it to like the higher ups that it was going to work but since they found out it's a bad place he's like all right let me try again so he tries again and the second season is pretty much just how the characters are able to get past their mind wiping every time by dropping themselves hints and just trying to break out of that cycle essentially but then it turns out that the so then the third season is kind of where it almost slips in a different direction where essentially at some point down the road, every, the whole project ends up making the four characters really good people. Cause you know, like they essentially live like 800 lifetimes, like pretty much like trying to become good to get out of the bad place, realizing that they've been pretty bad people on Earth. And I don't know, it's, it's pretty great in that sense. Cause then they actually end up going back to Earth. And it's kind of a, I guess, a second trial for them to see if, like, the experiment, I guess, ended up working in the sense that it makes people that deserve to be in the bad place actually end up in the good place. And, you know, probably, like, one of the bigger twists later that I also found kind of interesting is that, because a lot of it seems pretty applicable, but, I mean, I don't, obviously not because we don't know what happens after you die. And for a show that's about the afterlife, it's probably the least religious show I've ever seen. Because they never, make any mention of any religion, they literally just call it the good place and the bad place and demons. But, Uh or good place architects, like, they try to, it it seems intentional that they try to avoid any kind of vocabulary that would insinuate that. But, long story short, you find that the system has just been, like, pretty much messed up for, like, centuries. That, like, literally no one has been going to the good place for a long time. Because, essentially, there's a point system. And back then, it was easier because a good deed would could be something simple. It's like, all right, you pick some apples and you give them to, like, charity. All right, cool. But then it's like, oh, but in the 21st century, like, oh, you bought some apples and gave them to charity. But it's like, oh, but these apples were manufactured in, like, some place that wasn't organic or something. And they use uh, these other chemicals. And so, by purchasing them, you're actually hurting the earth. So, you like, you know, like, even if you're doing good things, like, oh, you're buying flowers for your mom. It's like, oh, because these stars were cut down, like there's so many like nitpickiness now that like you could you think you're doing something good, but in reality, you're doing more harm than good, right that's what mm-hmm. they what the system dictates so the third the third season is pretty much just them trying to figure out a way to trying to figure out a new system, and they essentially have to end up doing their own project of the good place with other people, and I don't know, even when they get to the good place ultimately, like the ending just has a i don't know. It's a, like I mentioned, earlier. it's a very introspective show. Like, I feel like it really makes you think about, like, I know I said I wasn't going to mention it, but, like, <laughs> like our time on Earth is, like, not that long here, so you kind of want to make yeah. the best of it. Like, it really hammers home, and it really makes you think about, like, man, like, am I making the best choices with my life? And not even so much, like, career-wise, or, like, whether you're, like, you know, spending the right amount of time being quote-unquote productive. Just like whether you're, like, spending a good enough time not thinking about just yourself and being like selfless from time to time and or how your actions like impact others like it's i don't know i never really had a show that could both like make me laugh as many times as it did but also have me just go on like profound like uh, it's like soul searching like walk walking thoughts right and yeah i just love that it just made me think like philosophically about life in ways that it did not really think about just... And it's crazy, And also, like, the the version of the afterlife that they picture is also, like, pretty cool. Like, even when they get to the good place, like, it turns out that that whole area is also kind of messed up. Because you're essentially stuck there for our eternity. And if right. you can literally do whatever you want, everything gets old really fast. And then everyone just kind of becomes, like, a glazed-over, like, zombie person that, like... Yeah, just because they, they've done everything, there's nothing else they know what to do, but you kind of realize that what gives life purpose is the fact that you will die at some point or the things that, or the fact that things will end. Cause you know, like (laughs) again, cause things don't, we're not here for that long. So if sure, like, like if you knew you had all of eternity to do something, you probably wouldn't enjoy something as much or like a vacation or something. And they find a solution for that. Twilight is upset about this. Oh, I think you're. Yeah, it's, Cause it's like, that one that yeah, we saw in, Austin in Vegas. Was, uh, <laughs> oh, in yeah. Austin. Was it? Was it Vegas? I think. No, no, no. I think you're right. You're right. Yeah, it's in Austin. Yeah, because yeah. because the, the guy like he doesn't realize that he died, but he thinks he's in heaven, and he's like, oh, I could gamble all I want. He's like, he has all this money. He has all like the women. He has like whatever. Everything like his thought, his desires were all met, but there was literally nothing he could do with it because he was just. Yeah, he got over it, and he couldn't escape from it, and eventually it just became torture. And, yeah, so they find a way around that, and, I don't know, definitely makes you, (laughs) I guess, appreciate life, and maybe not be as, like, not think about the afterlife as much, or at least, like, in as much of a negative light. Because, you know, death is scary, and it's something that we all have to deal with eventually. But it's nice to have a show that kind of gives, like, a lighter spin on it. So, yeah, that's that's (laughs) the good place definitely one of my favorite shows of this year at least it's definitely one of my favorite live action comedies or just shows like i would definitely put it up there with like breaking bad for myself or um oh interesting i didn't I didn't know that you like breaking bad that much oh i really love breaking bad i almost bought a one-six scale figure of the walter white character um, oh wow and i'm re-watching the show again with jason because i didn't mind rewatching it but that's obviously not going well because you know he doesn't finish anything right well I, I can't blame this one it's just like our schedules both of our schedules just kept getting busy that it was harder to watch like a one hour long episode mm-hmm. like every once in a while i mean that's why like i just stopped watching bojack with him just because i told him he's better off just watching it himself and i still don't think he's finished it uh, Remind gotcha. me to ask him if he finished bojack yeah. yet but yeah and as far as comedies go i mean i, I really enjoyed the type of humor in it because I mean it, it's very cartoony because I do love my my humor kind of more on the wacky side but I don't know it has to be handled
0: I don't know like, it, with enough always, con- with enough uh, restraint I
2: guess yeah otherwise it just gets cringy and yeah like I don't know like like these characters like yeah like they start off bad but you know by the end of it they're they're really good people and it's kind of the opposite of like Always Sunny where those characters are pretty terrible people, and they never really get yeah, better. They just, but they just stay <laughs> jackasses but they're kinda, for the entire show. Exact, yeah, but but I love all those characters. Like they're just funny, and like what I I think that's like kind of what I meant about like Shit's Creek. Where like mm-hmm. I know these characters are terrible people, but I like watching them so far, or like I enjoy like every moment they're on a screen. And these other people, suffering on Shit's Creek are like I don't know. Like I know they're they're bad, they're mean, but I don't really. They're not. In, I guess they're just not as entertaining to watch so far. I don't know, mm-hmm. but they are getting more and more characters that are more interesting. But point is, um, yeah, Good Place up there with some of my favorite shows. Live action, I, I guess there aren't too many that I would be like, I freaking love these, but Good Place, Breaking Bad, and Malcolm in the Middle are the only shows off the top of my head that I would be like, <laughs> these, like I love these shows. And yeah. I re-watched Malcolm in the Middle in its entirety, I think, last year. Because I think it was on Netflix. Whenever it was last on Netflix. I don't know if it's still on Netflix. But, man, I I think... I felt like that show, like, got better, like, in the second rewatch. Maybe because now I'm older, and I can really more adults really of the, the show. Yeah. And it's not just, like, the... you know, the kids' role mentality. But, yeah, it's hard for me to stack those three. Because they're also all pretty different. Like, Breaking Bad is, like, a straight-up drama. Yeah, um, it's a crime drama. And then and then exactly yeah. and then Good Place it's like a I don't, I don't know it's definitely it's just a comedy I mean there is some drama like it can get serious at times but for the most part I would say it's like a it's like a deep comedy yeah yeah and because Malcolm in the Middle is just like it's just a comedy it's just a sitcom but yeah without a laugh track mm-hmm. but yeah i mean parks and rec and office i I like those shows i mean i like arrested development or at least like the first three seasons because i haven't watched the fifth and i think i've seen the fourth. oh i did see the fourth. but yeah um yeah i don't i don't think i would put them up there those are i think more shows i like to watch in the background really paying attention yeah just casually but the other ones um i would actually need to pay attention or would want to pay attention yeah, that's the, that's the good place. That's the good place. All right. Uh, place should we right get now. that? Yeah, this is a,
0: this is a really nice place. There's no, uh, it's, it's great not, not hearing. <laughs> I'm kidding. We love Jason. Uh, should we get that,
2: that guy back yeah, in here? Yeah, I guess send it, send it the message. Um, you know what's funny? Um, I actually started a, a book club with, with that creature. Um, a few I don't know, maybe over a month ago. Um or I mean, no, I think it was this I don't remember when it was, but um we're trying to actually finish games more and we've been doing a good job of that by playing Torchlight three like every Monday. But I'm like, hey Jason, maybe we need like a game that like we're keeping tabs with that I'm, it's I'm here.
1: I'm here. Are you about to diss
2: me? <laughs> uh you could have waited and found out.
1: I could have, but
2: and, Yeah, and so like I really wanted to like find a game that like we could kind of play and keep track of, and it would also like make, you know, make me also make time for the game, and specifically Paper Mario, just because I don't know like it's hard to like schedule games in. Like it's easier to schedule in my multiplayer sessions. Like oh Monday Splatoon, I mean Torchlight Night, Wednesday Splatoon or Rocket League, and then Saturdays and well Sundays is like my Final Fantasy fourteen. Friday is my movie night, so I don't really play many games then. So the only time I really have to play is like Tuesdays, which has become Smash Brothers night with some with others and with some friends. And I guess that only leaves me Saturday to play like anything else. And usually, I guess sometimes we'll end up having like a big group game night. So I wanted to find a game that I could play at the same time as Jason that we could just coordinate around that. And if I know he's playing it or if I know I have to reach a certain goal, like right now we're doing chapter by chapter. So I finished the first chapter, which means I'm not going to play until he's done with the next chapter. And I know when he's done with the next chapter, it will make it easier for me to find time to work it into the schedule. So it's not as intrusive. And I know we started a long time ago. It's like a and gaming book since I, It was like the beginning of, I guess, the middle of September. I guess it's been a month. Because I think that's when the game came out. I don't remember when the game came out. September 15? The game came out in July. Oh, my gosh. But we okay. talked
1: about this about a month like
2: ago. An, so, yeah, about a month ago, I told him, like, all right, let's do this. And then he seemed down. And um, guess how much he's played in a month?
1: Video games literally in general? Nothing. Video games in general? No,
2: Paper Mario. Paper games Mario. Paper Mario. Mario. Well, to we your literally point. Literally having touched to the freaking point, game.
1: To your point.
2: To your point. There's a lot of you, game nights you and other things. Ti- I don't know. You don't know you me. You could have been playing me. It yesterday and playing <laughs> instead of Mario 35. <laughs> you yeah, don't know you, me. You're, you're literally just in your room with the lights off the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then you boot up and you read Twitter or you download Twitter, whatever it is you do. And, <laughs> and then you just go on forums to look for app or Nintendo leaks and sales numbers. And
1: then, I, and then I shut down for the day. Yep. And then I boot back up the next morning. Yep. Yep. I am a robot.
2: So we'll cool. see. Well, the goal was to at least try to get them to be a long single player game, but it might be years, so we'll see.
1: There was no time limit on this. You specifically said if it takes years, that's fine. When we first, pitch, when you first no, pitched. No, I know. It that's is where you made the thing.
2: mistake. Hmm? That's why I say if they don't feel any pressure, which might hopefully motivate you, but it seems to have backfired.
1: Or I just had stuff going I do want to do it. I do like the idea of a gaming book club, essentially, which is what this would be. So.
2: Yeah.
0: They'd have to be Switch games. What? It would have to be. Switch. It'd have to be Switch games. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
2: Or Apple Ooh, games, think, I guess. How eh, do you play games, much on my iPhone?
1: But yeah.
2: Right, well, you do have an Apple TV, though. No, uh, yes, I do. App Arcade is an option. Correct. Hmm. Interesting. Looks we'll like someone's that, gonna already.
1: be playing Genshin Impact pretty soon.
0: Ooh, that game does have multiplayer, apparently would
2: be fun I won't, fo- I won't force you guys into getting into that no i i want to focus more on final fantasy 14 if i'm gonna play any kind of online mmo
0: yeah no i i, I get that i get that uh, i guess switching from something very i guess sunshiny is that would you describe
2: i would say uh, so, a yeah. good place as, as sunshiny i mean there's literally does no something- in that show <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> going going to
0: something that's that's all exploded, filled as crazy. Uh I just finished watching everything that's available for the boys on Amazon Prime, which is literally just two seasons. It wrapped up its second season last week. And man, I think that show's great. It's I think it's amazing, not in the same way that I would say a breaking bad or the early seasons of Game of Thrones. Amazing! It, it's not like prestige TV as, as that a uh, run of shows was considered like you know Mad Men, Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. What else uh, was like House of Cards? The early season uh, the House of Cards, kind of yeah. Like uh, these were considered prestige shows. I think this is it's not even a guilty pleasure because I think it's it's very well made, well produced. But I I just think it's great. I, I'm I'm a huge superhero guy. I guess My Hero Academia, love it. Marvel Comics, the MCU, love it. Uh, this is, we've all, we've all seen or read those what if superheroes were real, like tropes, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, but I think this one puts a unique enough spin on it that it's interesting because on top of that, they add like a, uh, like a layer of social commentary that isn't really found in much superhero stuff, so in in this world of the boys, superheroes are real, but they're pretty much like corporate owned. They're they're like they're like marketing tools, I guess. Hmm. Uh, one of these corporations, Vought Industries, has the I guess the rights to the Seven, who are seen That's around so the weird. world <laughs> as like as like Earth's greatest superhero team,
2: like the Justice, thing, uh, I guess. Yeah, basically they're a straight up parody of them. I I just love that Amazon
1: produces the corporate owned superhero show. (laughs) Like how fitting. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. So like I said, they're, they're, they're very much corporate owned. They have, it's, they have like each of the seven have their own like movies that they, that they play themselves in and they're pretty much like propaganda (laughs) for, for the superheroes. Yeah. Uh, And like in the first episode you you learn it's pretty much revealed that they're all terrible people. Most of them are terrible people. Like you have Homelander, the the leader of the seven who is like the Superman type superhero. Who, he's just like a, a psychopathic narcissist. Then you have The Deep, who is the like Aquaman equivalent and I guess, uh, trigger warning. Uh, he like sexually assaults the newest member of the seven. This show gets gets like pretty, pretty dark. It's not as dark or edgy as the comic book that this, uh, the show's based on, but it's still, you know, it's still up there. And it's weird that Amazon, I I feel like Amazon Prime would try to be at least family friendly, but this this show still goes some places. Um, Like the first episode starts with the main character's girlfriend literally getting obliterated on the street by the show's Flash equivalent uh within like the first 5 minutes he just runs into this girl and she becomes nothing but like a a huge i guess burst of blood and organs and Damn. like it's funny because the mm-hmm. main character Huey uh like he's ho- he's like holding his girlfriend's arms that's his name but it's the still, dude with the beard yeah. y- y- no no so that is so there's a word for shows that have two main characters. I think it's called deuteragonist. No, deuteragonist, I think I think it's like D U E deuter du No. I don't know. But he's one of the main characters. I uh who you thinking? Butcher one. Yeah, that's that's where the boys come in. So Carl Urban oh. who I guess probably best known as Bones in the Star Trek reboot, like, movie series.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he was also Dread, which... I love that movie. That, that movie was so good. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Dread. Mm-hmm. The Judge Dread movie, but that movie movie's the awesome.
2: The most recent one? Yeah.
0: Yeah, the most... Yeah. I love that movie. Uh, he plays the leader of the boys, Billy Butcher, and he pretty much recruits the main character, Huey, uh, who's played by Jack Quaid, who looks exactly like his dad. I can't not see Dennis Quaid whenever I see... Jack Quaid. What is he <laughs> known for? Dennis Quaid or Jack Quaid? Either? Cuz I don't recognize the name. Dennis Quaid is the dad from The Parent Trap. Oh, okay. I knew that would get yeah, him. Yeah, you got you got talking in, in Angelese, yeah. But I, I think mean cuz a lot, you so, know, a is lot that of the people bronze
2: man looking dude.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I knew that would get him. Yeah, no, cuz a lot of people might say like day after tomorrow or like something like that, but yeah, Parent Trap was
0: <laughs> that was a good one. Well, day well that's to 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 be fair, the Parent Trap was was the first movie that came to my mind too. Ah, okay. Yeah, day after tomorrow is the one I always think of. <laughs> yeah. Um so oh, his son. Uh, I don't think he's be I th- I th- I think this is probably the thing that he's going to become most well known for. Because Hmm. this show, this show's huge, but we'll get back, we'll get into that a little bit later. So he joins the boys to essentially bring down Vot. And they're trying to do this pretty much completely outmatched. Oh, there, there are going to be some spoilers in this. Uh, Get out of here, Jason. No, this one I don't mind as much. Um, Or do you just want to leave again?
1: (laughs) That too. It was very lonely. You joke about There's me just, and staring you were at the doing. wall, but I didn't know how long I was gone, so I literally was just... And I didn't want to make noise on the mic, so I literally was just sitting and staring at the wall. <laughs> you, you, Your you prophecy came wanted... You made the prophecy come true. We
2: are so, a robot.
0: Robot. There are five boys, and none of them have superpowers. Oh, that That's not true. The only one that does have superpowers is the female, Kimiko. But that's still basically one against seven. So they have to use their wits pretty much in order to take down this this I guess this conglomerate. uh no it's not a conglomerate, but this this international group of superheroes. And what I is think that's Kimiko's powers. She is I guess think of X twenty three without the claw. Like the, the claws basically
2: uh so just yeah. superhuman everything I guess
0: superhuman everything uh a healing factor she can pretty much come back from the dead, that kind of thing mm. but i think the i I think that's as far as I'll go with the spoilers, but i think the the acting is pretty well done, like the actor who plays homelander the super the superman uh archetype. He's played by this guy named Anthony Starr. I've never, I don't know, like, what he's done in the past. But he plays the narcissist so well that you kind of feel for him. But at the end of the day, he's still this huge jackass that has no moral compass, who will do whatever he wants. Like, in the first episode, I think he tells some poor IT girl. I'm the world's greatest superhero, and I can do whatever the f I want. Even though he's supposed to be the super, the Superman, and the Superman, like morally type guy. centered and everything.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Damn.
2: Um, yeah, it's good thing he's on it shows, our side, right? Wait,
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, he. I mean, he is. He's like the the public. He's the face of this. You know, this corporation. So he has to make it look good. And it's very funny how the first season pretty much satirizes, I guess every modern, like, it satirizes the MCU. They talk smack about, like, Joss Whedon and how <laughs> he would, how Joss Whedon would Wait, make superheroes like sound. They actually name him? Yeah. yeah, they, oh. they name
2: drop him. Did it realize like it took place oh. on Earth?
0: Oh, yeah, it takes place on Earth. It, like, like, they make, do I Earth don't know, but, like, I don't know if I guess Spider-Man would be a thing in this world. I'm not too sure about that. But, like, they, they make fun of Zack Snyder which I thoroughly enjoy because I don't like Zack Snyder. Um, <laughs> so they'll do that. The second season, uh, I guess I'll spoil a little bit of, this, of the second season, so, uh, but it's more like the overall thing, I'm not gonna spoil details. The second season gets really into the social unrest, or I guess the radicalization of like the, I guess the alt-right. Because they on. introduce they introduce this character Stormfront, played by Icash, who I love Iacash. She was in one of my favorite shows, one of my favorite comedies. Uh, You're the worst. I don't know if either of you guys have ever seen that show.
2: I but heard of uh, it from I you.
0: Not. Yeah, uh, I I love that show. Um, and she's great in that too. But she plays Stormfront, who is sort of this superhero with electric powers who uses social media to her to uh to her benefit so like if something negative comes out about her she will just say oh it's a deep fake you know and that's how she uses that's she uses social media to radicalize uh all her fans essentially um and the show takes an interesting turn at, in the middle of the second season, and and how the boys then have to deal with that. Uh At the end of the, uh, no, I'm not even gonna spoil that in the second season, but I, I just think it's really well done. The effects are what they are. Um, <laughs> That's a, but but, but there's that. a lot of fun moments. At, at one point, uh Billy Butcher uses a baby with laser eyes to like blow someone's head up. It's, it's, it's a, it's a darkly funny show, but they do get into some serious topics such as like, mm-hmm. I, like I mentioned earlier, sexual assault, mm-hmm. um, racism is, is in there every now and then. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with the show. I don't know where they're going with the third season because the second season actually wrapped up pretty nicely. Like if that was the series finale, I'd be like, Oh, that, that was really? a good run. Huh. Yeah. Um but they've already confirmed a third season. No surprise there because this this shows a huge hit for Amazon. The biggest. They've are they already have a spin-off in the works really? of like Yeah it's... of Think Sky High. Where Wait, like a, a dark sky high? Pretty much. That's kind of Yeah. But yeah, in, it, it, in college, in like a superhero college,
1: Angel. To your question of really, yeah, it's the first Amazon Prime show to crack the top ten list of shows being watched across streaming, ever.
2: And that way, they, I guess they came out with Carnival Row and this at the same time. They were hoping one of them would stick because I haven't. Really well, I think it they wanted Carnival both to Row. stick.
1: Carnival Row kind of bombed. I think I think they wanted both to stick, but um, it was part of a big push. Yes, there's a huge push by Amazon a couple of years ago to start doing higher production, bigger. Like when Amazon started showing up at Comic Con, that was that year. Is part of the same mm. thing. They just were like, "We need to be a Netflix com-
0: c- contender now." So, and the yeah. boys just happened to be the one that clicked. Well, yeah, because of course, so, like, who doesn't like superheroes? Yeah, I'm sure. Well, we'll Martin Scorsese, but, but yeah, uh, Martin Scorsese definitely doesn't.
2: <laughs> but but doesn't. um, cinema,
0: you know, my hero Academia is like one of the biggest animes. The MCU is the MCU. It's this. Mm-hmm. So, of course, it made sense that the boys would hit the way that it did. Uh, I don't think anybody thought it would be this dark, though. And like I said, the the, the comic—I feel like the comic is just edgy for edginess' sake. Yeah. And this is from the same mind that brought us Preacher, which I saw the first season of Preacher on AMC. That was produced by uh, Seth.
1: Yeah, they both—they both are. Yeah, they're produced by Seth Rogen and Evan uh, Goldberg. Their Point yeah, exactly. Production
0: Company. Yeah. Yeah, so, so, I mean, they, uh, what's the name of the guy? Garth and en- I think it's Garth Ennis. Garth Ennis, the writer of both of these comics and Preacher never got edgy. It was very violent, but I don't think I would ever call it edgy. This show is, is edgy enough to be like, oh, okay, but n- it never goes over the top, which I've seen some of the scenes on the comic books and that's, that's like almost way too much for me. Um, it's almost night. The comic is almost nihilistic to to a fault, I would say. Mm. But uh the show does have some self restraint, which I'm very happy about. Like I said, the show's funny, it, it does tackle some some social themes pretty well. But I don't I, I just think it's a great spin on the what if superheroes were real. Because I, I do believe this is how it would happen that superheroes would have to be you know corporate owned to a degree it's almost like that thing that happened in in a civil war where but well i guess that was the government trying to control the superheroes but this is just you know this it's this huge yeah. media company uh, controlling these which superheroes. Makes it
1: so ironic I, know I already said but it's so ironic to have all the streaming services it's amazon that's producing this
0: yeah but you, <laughs> it's amazon fitting. doesn't care oh of course amazon, amazon yeah. just wants the money yeah. which i guess that's what Vought in the tv show also wants but uh, yeah, uh, I can't wait for season three. I'm really excited to see where they where they take the show. Uh, I definitely need to start watching. It It awesome sounds awesome. up my alley.
1: I mean, I like pretty much everything Seth Berger and Evan Goldberg touch, and this like the premise and everything sounds really good. I I should start.
0: Yeah, I I think they were supposed to direct the first episode, but uh, I think due to scheduling issues they couldn't. So they got Dan Trachtenberg who. I guess most famous for 10 cloverfield lane and i love oh. the movie too so oh, he
1: directed this
0: the first he one? directed the first episode oh yeah. i i really like 10 cloverfield lane too yeah so yeah that that's that's the boys uh, if you're into heroes into superheroes watch it but uh, there should be be warned about some of the concept that's in there for sure hmm. tv very MA. Very, very amazed. Oh yeah, <laughs> fucking, the- X, The X, C sex. word. Oh yeah, there's, there's sex, but like-
2: No, I said
1: XXX. X, X. Right, oh. so he's saying, yes, there is sex, XXX. X, X. Yes, there, there, there
0: there's, there, yeah, there's, there's a- I know, he, I know you misheard place. him, I just covered for you. <laughs> the- Billy Butcher, he's, I don't know, don't know if he's supposed to be Irish, but he used the C word a lot. Like, a lot. It's, it's... He... At least, I don't know, five times every 30 minutes in this show. Wow. So I guess every, so at least 10 times an episode. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> what would, know, what would the average be, mean, be in uh, 12 minute chunks,
1: Kevin? <laughs> we got the 30 minute <laughs> chunk yeah. and the 60. What would be the 12?
0: <laughs> yeah. That's the boys. Loving it. Nice. And I think uh, that, unless you guys have any other topics you want to bring up, I think that'll do it for this episode of. So Broncos. that's the
1: boys, and that does it for, for these boys, is what you're saying? Yeah,
0: that does it for these oh, boys right here. Oh
1: yeah. Oh yeah. I I I deserve a trophy for that one. That was
0: You deserve <laughs> to be muted again? You deserve to just leave. We we had a we had a we had a good little discussion. I'll have to it's weird to say I'll
1: have to listen back to the recording to know what was talked about. No, no, no. It's fine. Uh, you don't you don't have to.
0: You don't have to. Mm, okay. I'll just I'll just cut it out of the edit. And it'll, it'll just be between me and Angel. That's fine. <laughs> There's gonna be a weird gap. So here are the spoilers for Good Place,
1: and here are the boys.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not as Terrence and Jason. And then they just cut that halfway through that. Oh boy! Cool, cool. cool. Oh boy! Oh boy! So
0: uh, yeah, that'll do it for this episode. You're probably listening to uh, a podcast, podcast app of your choice. Is it Spotify? Is it Apple Podcast? Maybe it's Pandora. Does Google Podcasts uh, tickle your fancy? I don't know. We're also on, what, Stitcher, mm-hmm. TuneIn Radio, mm-hmm. iHeartRadio. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm missing one. YouTube? No, like uh, a podcast, uh, podcast. I don't think so. No, okay, yeah. Uh We are RandomNintendo.com on YouTube. You can follow us on our Twitter, at RandomNintendo. We are... Our individual YouTubes are... YouTubes, our individual Twitters are... <laughs> Uh, Jason is at JSR7 Angel is at Weiro underscore O uh, W-E-I-R-O underscore O I am Kevin Gomi and I think that's all the housekeeping right? I believe so Alright, cool, cool, cool Uh, and Mm -hmm. with that, Jason, take us
1: out Don't be like me, stay strong stick to your convictions, don't spend a thousand dollars where you say you're not
2: going to